happy Saturday and welcome to the biggest wrestling weekend of the year. Yes, it's Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Yes, I'm studying Sean and I'm here to break down the start of the massive wrestling weekend that we have going before us now. So we got no time to waste. We're heading right to the control center to catch you up in the week in wrestling news. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, our first news story comes from WrestleZone.com as they are reporting that Jordan Grace is a free agent now after her contract expired after her defeat at the hands of Diana Brazo last night at Impact Underseas Special Event. Our second news story of the week concerns Dakota Kai. Last week, we were talking about the women's tag team match the WWE had here in Knoxville, Tennessee between Dakota Kai, Bailey versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez. What we didn't know at the time we recorded last week was that the fact that Dakota Kai tore her ACL and now she's going to be out an undetermined length of time. Apparently, how she tore her ACL was after uh, Liv Morgan got injured, she was trying to protect Liv Morgan and finish the match and somehow ended up tearing her ACL. We wish Dakota Kai a speedy recovery and it kind of sucks because both of those ladies got injured in my hometown during a match that I saw live and those are two of my favorite female wrestlers in the WWE at the moment. So yes, I already heard from Jake and David they call Knoxville the most cursed town for wrestlers. Kind of agree with them right now. Okay, the third news story of the week and we're staying on the injury front here. If you happen to watch NJPW's resurgence uh, pay-per-view last weekend. We had a match between Will Nightingale and Mercedes Monet for the first ever NJPW Strong Women's Championship. And during that match, Mercedes Monet slipped from the top rope, landed on both her feet, and broke her right ankle. They had to do a quick change to the finish of the match. And Will Nightingale is your first ever NJPW Strong Women's Champion. Right now, they're speculating that Monet may be out anywhere between four and eight weeks. Our next news story, we learned it on Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite that Aussie Open is now all elite as they have signed a contract with AEW. Now, beforehand, they had to relinquish both the NJPW Strong Tag Team titles and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Team titles as Mark Davis has suffered a torn meniscus in his shoulder and is undetermined when he'll be back in the ring. We saw Carl Fetcher challenge Orange Cassidy on Wednesday's episode of AEW TV for the international title. Now, it was an entertaining match. Granted, Orange Cassidy won the match heading into this weekend's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. We want to wish Mark Davis a speedy recovery. Now, it was also reported that Tony Khan helped finance the surgery for Mark Davis. So, we got to send some kudos out to Tony Khan for doing such a nice thing. Okay, last news story of the week. We're keeping it with the United Empire as we're going to talk about Will Ospreay. Apparently, Will Ospreay right now is wrestling on a injured AC joint in his shoulder. Now, he has a series of matches coming up this weekend as he's working Progress Wrestling's Super Strong Style 16 tournament. And his first round matchup is against Trey Mayfair. It's been a busy month for one Will Ospreay as he advanced and determined to see who will face Kenny Omega for the NJPW United States Heavyweight title as Will Ospreay defeat Tanahashi this past weekend at the Resurgence pay-per-view and he's heading towards Dominion 
which is NJP's W's next pay-per-view here in June. We just want to send positive vibes out to Will Ospreay, and we want to see the summer Osprey continue. That has been your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center for May 27th, 2023. It's time for the stunning six questions. All the wise, and what have they done now? Hopefully Sean and Jake can figure it out. This is a special NXT Battleground edition of the Sunny Six Questions. So, stunning question number one. Can the Creed Brothers defeat Gallus for the NXT Tag Team titles? Now, if you watched this past episode of NXT on TZ, they had a confrontation between Gallus and the Creed Brothers. And we got to talk one thing before the match. It was the green freaking lighting they had for Gallus. Why in the hell did they have this green lighting? It's easily my bad for the week. But this mashup on paper should be a hard-hitting contest. And I don't think you can take the titles off of the Gallus right now. The Gallus boys are on top. And they are one of the best heel factions in NXT at the moment. And I know the Creeds are a fun-loving host tag team. And you can see the Creeds being a valuable tag team champions down the road here. I just don't think it's going to be this weekend. I feel like this is just the start or the continuation of this feud between Gallus and the Creed Brothers. Granted, these two tag teams are so talented, they need to be on the main roster right now. Because they could easily freshen up a stale main roster tag team division that the WWE has right now. My second stunning question for you. Does Ilya Dragunov continue his losing streak? on Annette's T or can he defeat Dijak in a last man standing match and yes when this match was announced this past episode of Annette's T this was one of the matches I wanted to see but my concern here ladies and gentlemen is the fact that Dragunov got so much offense in on Dijak on the last episode of Annette's T we basically saw Ilya basically give everything he got from Dijak a few weeks ago where as soon as Dijak walks into the building, Ilya's there to beat the heck out of him, slides him underneath the gate, and somehow this gate is always open in NST. It's almost as bad as the parking lot in NST. And it took like four or five referees to pull Ilya away from Dijak before Ilya was able to slam that gate down on the throat of Dijak. And Ilya has gone through the last couple of weeks telling Dijak that he is unbreakable. And what we've seen from Ilya time in NXT UK and in the European wrestling scene is this guy basically uses himself as a weapon. His finisher is a spearing headbutt. This is going to be a hard-hitting, no-nonsense kind of match. But I think a victory by Dijak would do Dijak more good than actually Ilya Dragunov ending this feud with a victory. So my heart says Dragunov would win, but looking at this smartly and with my mind, I gotta give this victory to Dijak. Okay, my third Sunday question for you. We're up to the North American Triple Threat match. We got Wesley versus Tyler Blades versus Joe Gacy. Now my Sunday question for you. Is this where we see the heel turn and we get to see a heel Tyler Bate. Now for the last few weeks, he's been teaming up with Wesley and trying to get Wesley a little bit more centered as we see Tyler Bate continue his guru character that he started towards the end of NCUK. Now Joe Gacy being the heel has been trying to drive a wedge between the two friends. Now we see this wedge split open on the last episode of NST. 
as we saw McKinney Mitchell tried to play peacemaker here and get the two friends back together during an interview segment. But basically, Wesley basically called out Tyler Bate and basically told him, hey, if you wanted a title match, all you had to do was ask. So now we're going into this triple threat match. I kind of like Wesley as the champion, but champions going into triple threats have a hard time retaining. And I kind of want to see a heel, heel Tyler Bate with the North American Championship. I don't think Joe Gacy needs a title. You can continue his spooky kind of cult leader personality without a title. I don't think... A loss here without a pin. I feel like Wesley needs to take the pin here. I don't think Gacy can afford to get pinned again. So sign me up for a Hill Tyler Bate North American champion. Okay, my fourth stunning question for you. Is Dragon Lee the one to take away the Heritage Cup from Supernova Noondar? Now, Noondar is one of my favorite people from NC UK. And I love the fact that he's brought the Heritage Cup over with him. Now, I thought for a while they weren't going to use it as a quote-unquote title in NXT proper. I thought it'd be kind of funny to see him carrying around a championship, even though NXT UK is defunct now. He just goes around and claims, hey, I'm a champion. I'm a Harris's Cup champion. Now, this match on paper should be fast-paced, high action. Now, it's a Harris's Cup rules match, so we got six three-minute rounds. Each opponent can use one close fist punch before getting disqual- disqualified, and it's the best two out of three falls. And I'm sitting here thinking, who can afford this loss? Do you give the loss to Dragon Lee, or do you give the loss to Noam Dart? And I get spot of a, a good solution here. I got a feeling that Norman Dart is going to retain this Heritage Cup via some dishonest means as we see the return of Sam Shaw as Norman Dart's lackey. And this pairing is a must-see if you haven't seen it. Go back on the Peacock Network or WWE Network and watch some NC UK with Sam Shaw and Norman Dart. They are a good tag team and is the easy way to protect Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee, yes, he loses. But he loses with a reason, and we can continue this feud past Battlegrounds. Okay, fifth standing question of the week. We're talking about the NST Women's Championship, the finals of the tournament to crown a new women's champion. As Annie Hartwell was injured, she had to vacate her title as she went over to Monday Night Raw. And in the final, we have Lyra Vakuria versus Tiffany Stratton. Now, Tiffany Stratton has to be one of the most improved wrestlers on the NST roster from the time we saw her last year as NST 2.0 started she was basically this blonde daddy's girl kind of character and she has evolved into a more typical arrogant heel ready to be champion and yes I'm saying that right now Matthew Edder if you're listening but unfortunately for Tiffany Stratton she is facing off against Lyra Vakuria now Lyra was a member of NST UK And she was strongly being pushed before she got injured. And I got a feeling that she was going to be the one to defeat Miko Sakamura for the NST UK Women's Championship if that promotion continued. Now they brought Lara over here. She's been really protected since she's been over in NST proper. Yes, this could be a coin flip in this match. But Matt, I'm sticking to my guns. I've been driving this bandwagon. Lara Victoria is going to be your next NST Women's Champion. Sorry, Matt. Sixth and final stunning question for you this week. We're at the main event. It's the NST title rematch between Braun Breaker and Carmella Hayes. Now, this basically has to continue from NST Stand and Deliver, where we saw Carmella Hayes beat Braun Breaker. Questionably clean. 
There's a little interference from Trick Williams there to help Carmelo get the victory over Braun Breaker. And Braun could have a bit of a point in complaining that that wasn't a clean victory. And we've seen this new heel Braun Breaker. And I kind of enjoy the fact that he's a heel now. I know the crowd was starting to turn on him. He kind of got that John Cena vibe that's being pushed down our throats a little bit. But to me, he's a Steiner. He's Braun Steiner. I love the Steiner brothers. And they're good as a face, but Scott Steiner was so great as a heel. And I think that Braun is channeling his uncle in this heel run. And I know it's a little early to take the title off of Carmelo Hayes. Did we get a third in his trilogy of matches? Is there a way for Carmelo to get a victory cleanly this time to keep his babyface run going? Or do we see Braun give in to more of his heel character and cheat to win to get the title back? Only to then flip it back over to Carmelo Hayes. Now, personally, I feel like the NST Championship has hot potato this a little bit too much lately. Used to, NST would hardly ever change their championships. They were only changed when they had a new champion ready to go. And the champions always had a long run. So, I want to see Carmelo Hayes beat Braun Breaker here. Braun is ready for prime time. He needs to be on SmackDown or Raw. So, let's see him lose here and move on to either one of the main rosters. What's on tap? The guys give you their picks on what you can't miss this week. Okay, we're over to the main event of the show. We're talking AEW Double or Nothing. This is going head-to-head against NST Battleground. And I got a feeling, feeling that NST Battleground is going to take a big hit in viewership. I feel like a lot of people will watch that show after Double or Nothing. So let's break this card down for you guys. Okay, first matchup, six-man tag team match. It's Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Hook versus Ethan Page and the Gun Brothers. Now, why the hell is this match on this card? I have no idea. I know this AEW pay-per-view is going to probably go five hours at least. Now, the thing about this match is if Ethan Page loses this match to the Hardys and Hook, his contract and the contract of the Gun Brothers go over to Matt Hardy so basically, it's the reverse of what we've seen over the spring as even Page and the firm had the contract of Matt Hardy and Private Party. Can this feud end? This is like a never-ending feud. So I'm going to say Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and Hook defeat even Page. And even Page has to become the lackey of Matt Hardy. Which can kind of be funny because both of them do have good comedic timing. So it'll be kind of interesting to see Ethan Page have to suffer at the hand of Matt Hardy for all the things that Ethan Page made Matt Hardy do earlier in the spring. But this match doesn't need to be on this card. We have another six-man match on this card as the House of Black will be defending their trios championship. And we got a feeling that it's going to be against the Acclaim and Billy Gunn as they won a match on Rampage. And they openly challenged the House of Black to a title match. Now, I wonder what the team of Billy Gunn and Acclaim have as their special stipulation for the match. As we've seen, the House of Black has their own House of Black match now, where the opponents have the ability to name one stipulation. So, do we get to see Julia Hart get banned again? And I know Jake doesn't like that uh, stipulation whatsoever. So, I gotta say, the House of Black versus the Acclaim should be a good match. I kind of want to see either team lose here. I know everybody loves the Acclaim and Billy Gunn. I got a feeling that the House of Black may be dropping their trio championship to the Acclaim and Billy Gunn. 
Up next, we have the AEW TBS Championship match between Jay Cardell and Tyler Valkyrie. Now, we already seen this match one time where Jay beat Tyler Valkyrie after Tyler Valkyrie's debut a couple months ago. I got a feeling that this is where they need to stop this ever ending Goldberg light straight for Jay Cardell. If they have her beat Tyler Battery again for this title, why do you do with Tyler Battery? Why is she in this company? You have lost everything that is special about Tyler Battery. So I would change this. I would give the victory to Tyler Battery and let her be the TBS champion. And Jay Cardell can go off for a bit and not be the champion. And we can finally get maybe a face run for Jay Cardell. As we've seen that she has her daughter at the shows a lot of the time. They literally shown her daughter on TV as this Hill champion. And you're looking at her daughter and her interactions with her daughter. And you're going like, this isn't a Hill. This is somebody we should be supporting and cheering. So I'd like to see a face Jay Cardell down the road here after we get this title off of her. And really, what else can Jay do with that TBS title? You almost want to question why they have two women's single titles in this company. But to me, like... Is, a, is it a placeholder title for your number one contender for the actual AEW Women's T- Championship? And I mean, Jade basically has run through the whole promotion of women in AEW. And some they brought in this for one-off matches. So let's just see somebody else have a run with the TBS title. And hopefully Tyler Battery can bring some more luster to that title. Okay, let's talk about the other women's single title match on this card. Now... It's still being listed as having at this pay-per-view as Jamie Hayter will face Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World title. Now, Jamie Hayter has been injured, and she was supposed to be part of a six-woman match on the last episode of AEW TV, where it's going to be Sheeta, Jamie Hayter, Dr. Baker, DMD versus The Outcast. That got turned into a tag team match. And this car- this match may or may not happen on this card. At the time of recording, we're not sure. But if this match happens, I still think Jamie Hayter should retain this title. It's too soon to take it off of Jamie Hayter. And we've already seen Tony Storm have a title run. Yes, it was quote-unquote the interim AEW Women's Championship run. And I don't want to see AEW do another interim championship. And I guarantee you, Tony Storm doesn't want to be a two-time intern champion. Okay, we're up to the unsanctioned match that you had to sign a contract for. And the reason they signed the contract, according to AEW, was so that AEW can't be held liable for anything that happens to Adam Cole or Chris Jericho. Now, this is a match that I'm looking forward to. These two guys are going to tear the house down. And I just enjoy seeing a Hill Jericho getting his ass kicked. And I feel like Adam Cole is going like, to do all the greatest Adam Cole hits here. And it'd be kind of cool to see Britt Baker come down and get another kind of it's on Jericho as well. Since it's unsanctioned, you can play around with this match a lot. But at the end of the day, I got a feeling that Adam Cole is going to win this match. And then crowd is going to go crazy because it's Adam Cole, baby. And really, this is the first time we see Adam Cole back in the ring since he has returned from his Buffalo concussions. Okay, up next, we're going to talk about the Blackjack. Battle Royal for the International Championship. It's Orange Cassidy. We also know that Ricky Starks is in this. Juice Robinson is in this. And also Jay White. Now, I don't think Jay White, Juice Robinson, or Ricky Starks are going to be ones to defeat Orange Cassidy for this International Championship. And yes, I feel like this is the end of the road for the longest reigning current champion in AEW won Orange Cassidy as I got a feeling that a returning Miro is going to take this title off of him 
and we're gonna see the return of the Bulgarian juggernaut, and I'm all ready for it. I'm ready to see Miro back on TV, kicking ass. Okay, so another match I'm looking forward to, and if you told me this like four months ago that I was gonna be looking forward to Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal tag team in the year of our Lord 2023 as they face against FTR, I would call you freaking crazy. But here we are, and I yes, I am crazy, I guess. So we have the AEW Tag Team Championship match here as we see FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett with a special referee and one Mark Briscoe. Okay, last week during my Hill and Face of the Week, I was talking about Karen Jarrett getting involved in the altercation last week leading up to this Tag Team title match. I was talking about how I would anger a lot of AEW fans by saying they should take the titles off FTR and give them to Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett for a while. And I'm sticking to my guns. I want to see the quote-unquote TNA, TNA reject team of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal defeat FTR by some sneaky, underhanded means just so they can come on AEW TV on Wednesday night and stick it to the AEW fans and just get booed out of the building because I feel like that would be freaking awesome. I think Lethal and Jarrett could really do a lot of good things as a huge tag team and you get the chase with FTR trying to get the titles back. You can also have the acclaim in the mix here. There's a lot of things you can do with a Jay Lethal and Jarrett victory over FTR. And, you know, I think a lot of people will go like, Oh, FTR should just walk right through these two. But I got a feeling that maybe Tony Khan will put these titles on the Hill tag team. Okay, let's look at the TNT title ladder match between Lorlo and Christian Cage. Do we get a double dip? Do we go back to 2019 TNA where we see Jeff Jarrett with a title and Christian Cage with a freaking title? It's a possibility coming out of the AEW Double or Nothing 2023. Now, I feel like this storyline between Christian Cage and Warlow has basically been Warlow playing the role of Jungle Boy, but unlike Jungle Boy, Warlow has been able to get just a little bit more of come up as against Christian Cage, and I'm ready to see Christian get his ass kicked at this pay-per-view. But also, it'd be kind of interesting to see Christian Cage with this title and just be this mug heel to all these AEW fans as well. I feel like that could be entertaining. The only downside to that was, oh, hey, Warlord can't win the big match. I feel like Christian can take this loss, and we continue the title run Warlow. We get him in our opponent. So let's say Warlow beats Christian Cage at Christian's best possible match, and that's a freaking ladder match. Okay, we're up to the Anarchy and Arena match. It's the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club, and this is the one match that I had a circle saying this is the match that made me want to buy the pay-per-view. We just saw the reunification of the Elite last week on AEW TV. So, I got a feeling they are going to win this match. And it doesn't hurt the Black Cool Combat Club. Because, basically, you can carry this feud on to a couple more shows. I got to say, this is some of the best heel work I've seen John Moxley do. And this mug, Brian Dallison, kind of being the unofficial leader of the club, has been fun to watch. This him coming out every week. Talking about how he goes and fixes his garden or fixes his house. And he uses a freaking screwdriver to be in the head of his opponents. It's just something great. I love a heel Brian Danielson. There's nothing like it. Okay, we're up to the main event. It's the Fatal 4-Way. The four pillars of AEW world title match. 
as we see MJF coming into this match as your champion as he faces off against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. Now, they laid allusions to the fact that Max might still want to do the deal with Sammy where he'll pay Sammy a good sum of money for Sammy to lay down. I doubt that's going to happen. I feel like Sammy's going to be clearly in a babyface role here. And he may be the second most likely person to walk away from this match as champion. Now, if you're going to take this title off of MJF and end this run of MJF now, the only person I feel like can walk out of this match and seriously be the champion is Darby Allen. I feel like Darby Allen is the best option you have on the face side in this match. Now, do we see Jungle Boy basically go full heel here? And I don't think if he goes heel, do you need him to join MJF? I feel like that would be just awful. You basically put Jungle Boy back with like a Christian Cage type character. So for now, it's MJF. So I feel like Jungle Boy may finally just snap and become a heel. And he'll lose this match. He may be the one to take the pin here. And I'm going to say right now, I've got a feeling that somehow, some way, MJF being this Garmy Hill is going to fare a way out to retain his title and leave Las Vegas still as the AEW World Champion. And that has been your AEW Double or Nothing 2023 preview here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And that brings us to close this week. Before I go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have a special episode coming out on Wednesday as I'm joined by the Kentucky gentleman from Against a Matt Wrestling Podcast as we talk about the fall from WWE Night of Champions, and I will give you my breakdown of AEW Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground. All the winners, losers, all the title changes will be here on Wednesday, and enjoy your Memorial Day weekend if you're here in the United States. Have some fun, but stay safe and stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.